Councillor Bridie Collins is on the line first thing this morning, based in Adair, of course. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Before we get on to the main subject of our discussion, it is terrible to hear uh, elderly people uh, being held up in that way. And there have been incidents around the country, haven't there? Um, The one in Cork was actually in the city, but certainly in rural parts of Limerick and beyond. There's always an underlying worry about this sort of crime, isn't there, Bridie? There is, and that's for sure. Look, it's a real target on the most vulnerable in our society. Now, you know, I know, you know, it's hard to, to know what the backstory of this is, but, you know, a lot of these robberies are drugs related. They're looking for money. They're looking for cash for the quick fix. And it's really hard to mitigate against that. You know, it's, drugs is a major scourge on our society. I mean, I don't understand the psyche of someone who would attack the most vulnerable in our society, you know, the elderly and living alone. And it really does call into question, you know, the security of these people. And, you know, they want to, they've lived there all their lives. I know the one in Cork was, was more city-based, but it's just appalling to think that our elderly people could be targeted in such a manner. You know, I mean, they've contributed to society all their lives and, you know, contributed to, you know, the welfare of these people that are robbing them. It's just appalling to think that, you know, that there's, you know, that there's, that that is the the cohort of people that that are being targeted. It is appalling. I, I just don't know how to just. There is no justification for it, and I don't know how what measures can be brought in to prevent this. Mm. You know, it, I, it's a difficult one to know how to how to solve. I mean, the thing is, you know, during the last <laughs> couple of years, massive efforts had to be made across the country, particularly in rural areas, to yeah. try to help people to stay connected. Uh, but That's it right. shows that it matters all the time, you know, pandemic or not. Uh, and it's a hard thing to achieve at times, you know, because, look, listen, uh, older people often are quite independent, understandably, of mind and uh, of spirit and body, and they don't necessarily want to be mollycoddled either. No, and that's for sure. And they shouldn't be, you know, they should be allowed to live independently and with a certain level of security within themselves. You know, if they're, if they're capable of independent living, then that should be supported. And, you know, that's what society should do. And that's what, you know, government should do. They should support people to live independently for as long as, as is possible. And it's, it's awful. I don't know what measures, like there is, you know, there is the, um, community alerts and all of those measures. There's the, you know, the alarms that, that people can wear, but you know, I don't know if any of those can mitigate against these random attacks. You know, and I do think that a lot. I, I personally feel that a lot of this is drugs related, and that you know, that's the scourge. You know, that is what we need to tackle. Mm, you know, yeah. and and I, I sit on the JPC, and a lot of the a lot of the discussion is around around the drugs. You know, and and the you know and and what happens around that whole. Yeah that whole drug well, scene. Well, indeed. And I mean, Sinn Féin, TD, Mars Quinlan was only telling us on the show last week the growing concern um, in parts of Limerick about crack co- cocaine in particular. Uh-huh, and yes. What a devastating drug that is. I'm sure you're hearing about that too. Yes. Absolutely. And, and it's not just a city-based thing, unfortunately. You know, it's it's creeping out into, you know, the rural areas. And I think that that's where the base of this is. Now, I could be wrong, but I do feel that that, my, personally, I feel that's where the base of the, these robberies are. It's, it's looking for the quick fix. It's looking for the money. It's looking for whatever they can turn into cash. You know, and I mean, 
it, it's terrible to think that we have to protect ourselves against that level of, you know, of attack, because that's what it is. It's, atta- mm-hmm. it's an attack, you know. Yeah. Uh, you can WhatsApp us on 0861239595. That's the text number as well. Of course, you can leave voice notes on that number and you can call us directly on 461995 this morning. We're chatting to Councillor Bridie Collins, who is based in Adair and uh, also uh, joined by a good friend of the show, Maeve Martin-Kelly of Adair Heritage Centre. And you're welcome as well, Maeve. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. Uh, morning, Bradley. So, uh, Maeve, morning, uh, the decision on the Adair bypass delayed once again, uh, now being pushed, we understand, to the end of March. Uh, so, is, uh, how problematic is this, uh, Maeve? How important is it to get this project moving? Well, Joe, it's, it's very important, to, uh, I believe, to the business community here. I've spoken to the tenants here within the centre uh, yesterday uh, when this topic was coming up this morning, and everybody wants the road, uh, uh, wants the village bypassed, and uh, for a number of reasons. And they're not just one reason, they're, they're a collective number of reasons for it. Um, it's very frustrating that it's pushed on and we don't understand entirely why uh, it was pushed on. Uh, I don't know if you have any more information on that, but, you know, it's just pushed on the decision. People, you know, when they have such a big impact coming into their um, business lives, their personal lives, um, they want to get the decision one way or the other and move on. So it, it, it's frustrating. Um, so and, and when you say that when you were chatting to people, there were a number of reasons that mm-hmm. they'd like to see it uh, happen. Just give us a sense of those? Well, uh, first of all, you know, uh, we all know the customer is lifeblood for, for business, so we want to make the um, access to uh, the businesses in the village as easy as possible um, and um, as attractive as possible. So that's one thing. I mean, if you're sitting in traffic uh, there on mo- a lot of days here where, you know, you're in full flight of the tourism business, and you look out the window and it, come four o'clock, you can start, you can see the snail slow down a traffic and people are sitting in their cars outside your businesses and then you're closing up around 6 o'clock and uh, it's beginning to ease a little bit but you've lost all that uh, two hours there of local people trying to get in or people coming through the village that might come into your business. But then there's also... I mean, uh, we took measures uh, for some years on 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 waste, you know, and re, uh, recyclables and all that. And you know, we're working with that. A lot of the businesses are working with that. That was something new. They addressed it. They they got on with it. I mean. You know, if you think about the village over there, it's so old, it's got, uh, it's a beautiful village, we all know that, uh, that goes without saying. It's a heritage built as well. And, you know, to protect that, we do tours to the, as you know, tours, guided tours to the castle in the height of the season, there in the high season from June to September. And, you know, that, that's beautiful um, building, uh, educational, historical, for people to bring people to and visitors. And it's a huge attraction uh, for the village. And, you know, that has to be protected. And we, we're, we're, you know, so if the village is bypassed, you're making it much more attractive. I mean, you could walk people to the village. You know, you could do more walking tours around the area. We have a lovely uh, 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 walking uh, trail here in the village, but it takes you out of the out of the main road, mm. and people can walk it. And you know, people are now well, after the pandemic, Joe. People are into appreciating nature, and and the village park. And I have to commend. Um, Councillor um, Brady uh, Collins for the work that's done on that and um, the public park opposite the, the centre here 
amazing facility. So, you know, we're trying to feed the birds and, and we'll look after the trees and everything else and the pollution that's coming through the village, crazy. Yeah. So there's a number yeah. of reasons. No reason, OK. We're trying to Maeve from Adair Heritage Centre and Councillor Bridie Collins was based in Adair as well. I mean, the statistics alone around this, Bridie, are pretty frightening. The number of cars that go through <laughs> yeah. Adair every day. That's for sure. So we have an average of 17,000 cars going through the village on any given day and that can that number can increase to about 24,000 on a you know on a bank holiday weekend. So like I just on 1,000 yeah going through the the village on any given day. You know it's a huge number like the stats are there. You know there's been traffic counts done you know all over the years you know and we particularly over the last number of years has been the stats have been very you know it's just been high it's heightened our awareness of the need for the yeah. bypass and like I, i've been told within the council that to to warrant a dual carriageway the traffic count would be 11,000 cars in a, in a given day right we have 17 mm. we should if if the stats were right we should have two yes. dual carriageways going up the middle of the main street but taking that aside okay this decision has been with on board Panola for well over a year now at this stage this is about the fourth fifth time that the decision has been passed out so we were due a decision on the around the 28th of December, then that was pushed out to around the 28th of January. It's now pushed out again to the 25th of March. In that time, between the 28th of January and the 25th of March, we're going to have well over a million cars have gone through our village, right? And as Maeve mentioned, I'm also chair of the Tidy Towns, and we're doing a lot of stuff around biodiversity and, you know, sustainability and mitigation for climate action. We can't mitigate for that number of cars. There is just no way we can mitigate. There's another issue with, like, these uh, appeals, or sorry, these um, planning applications that are lodged with and board Panola, that, there is no statute around, the, you know, around when that decision has to be made. So I'm, the government are working on that because this is an open-ended. It can go on for... But, but is there any item. explanation coming at all as None to why whatsoever. it's been delayed? No. None whatsoever. And, and from from the point that the decision is taken, and let us assume that yes. the decision is it's to grant it, yes. I mean, yes. what's the time scale after so that? Again, again, it's done. You know, people can take judicial reviews on the decisions that are made, or the you know the, the you know the reactions from that decision. You know, so the, there there is going to be more than likely there will be judicial reviews, which will because of course your point being that when you build a new road, you're clearly going through uh, existing land. You are going through existing lands and it's the procurement process. Then there's, you know, the, um, the, uh, and the, Contract has to be that has to be aligned, you know. So this this is a long process. We are like the the whole. This is the road. Now everybody has to be clear on this. It is the road from Limerick to Foynes, which includes the Adair bypass. The Adair bypass bit is not the priority. The priority is building the road from Limerick to Foynes, which will serve as the further development of Foynes Port. We it just happens to include the Adair bypass. Yeah. Now there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk around the Ryder Cup and you know what that's going to bring and of course having the bypass of Adair built as part of that Limerick to Foynes Road in time for the Ryder Cup will obviously mm. make things a lot but, but easier. But even on a day-to-day basis, Brian, I mean you know those in the this, village yes. living in the village working in the village it's huge for them. It's huge I for tourists, but it's also yes. huge for people who use that arterial route um, out to West Limerick and back. 
100%. So I live on the upper Main Street, on the, on the Roskeel Road side of Main Street in Adair. So I live on the Main Street. We're dealing with the traffic every single day. I can tell the time of day by the volume of traffic or by the hum of the traffic that's passing my door, right? I know that it builds up early in the morning. It's, you know, it levels off after the nine o'clock, after the school drop-off time. You've got a fairly steady flow during the day and then that rebuilds back up again in the evening time, you know. So it's it's terrible for the village, not just alone. It's terrible for the people because it's very difficult to cross the road. Yeah. You know, you can't, It's very. you and want to go down to the shop, you want to go down to the post office. I feel extremely sorry for the people from Embry Close and the older people that have to navigate through this. Right. We have, you um, cannot cycle down the village, you cannot, you know, active travel is very much part but, but, of... But also, I mean, there's also the wider point that, you know, it's a jewel in the crown of Limerick tourism, of county yeah. Limerick, and it, it helps everybody when Adair is doing well. But, but Maeve, I mean, the other point is you are now entering a really important five-year period for Adair and for Limerick at large. The build-up to the Ryder Cup, which has been moved to 2027, we know. Um, we're not sure yet. We haven't heard any announcement on the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, which has been deferred for a number of years, but it may well happen this year. And, you know, this is a, a massive recovery period for tourism, isn't it? And Adair is part of that recovery and needs to be. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. I mean, you know, you couldn't write it. I mean, you know... it. it we seem to have lost. Uh, okay. Uh, hello, Maeve. You still with me? No, Maeve, Maeve's line is gone. All right. Well, listen, we were coming to, to the end. Bridie, if, are you still with me? I am indeed. Yeah, yes. so, sorry. Well, maybe you can help out there. I'm not sure what happened with Maeve there. But the, the general point I was making about the important period that we're dealing with now. And that's, that cannot be understated. This is a really important period for the, for the village of there and for Limerick. You know, the spotlight will be on particularly Adair, but also County Limerick, you know, in the run-up to the Ryder Cup. But this is about, you know, Limerick and Adair are the, you know, it's kind of a thoroughfare to get to Kerry, you know, for people, for tourists and other people coming from Dublin or, you know, wherever, further up the country. And, you know, this is, as you kept saying, it's, it's the jewel in the crown. And, you know, to be able to navigate your way through the village, in a you know in a sort of reasonable manner without having to sit in the traffic and be annoyed about having to sit in the traffic and really not taken in the village one of the actions that we're doing as a tidy towns group we're trying to create little moments within the village to kind of give people a, a visual like a really nice visual and maybe create a few memories as they're traveling through but that's you know we're doing that because we know people are sitting in traffic yes. for long periods of I time understand. and we yeah. want just want and create a little visual impact for Absolutely. them so that they make the journey a wee bit more yeah. pleasant. And the other point is, you know, the day trips from around Limerick and people taking a scooter out to Adair or wherever they might be coming from. Um, there is a degree of that being stifled by what's happening at the moment. OK, we'll, we'll wait and see how all this develops. Thank you very much, Councillor Bridie Collins, who's based in Adair, and uh, Adair businesswoman Maeve Martin-Kelly from the Heritage Centre there. And sorry about that. Uh, we were just coming to the end of it there. I don't know. Um, Maeve's line went down. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.